Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The Gallant Few Rangers podcast is brought to you by Triple H Mortgages. The one-stop shop for all your mortgage and mortgage insurance needs. Contact them today on 01453 887 179 or hello at You can also find them online at hhhmortgages.com or on their Facebook page. Hello and welcome to the Gallant Few, the Rangers podcast. My name's Colin McDuff and I'm delighted to be joined today by, first of all, Mr Graham Curry. Graham, how are you? Very well, Colin, thank you. And a last-minute last inclusion, it was touch and go, he's on his sick bed all day. Scott Hodge, how are you feeling? Um, all right, aye, thanks. <laughs> thanks for having me on. That's true dedication to Rangers and to the podcasting world. You know, it's um, a bit of worse for wear when you drag yourself out of, out of bed to you know, say hello to the listeners. So, um, there's uh, obvious reasons why Scots are a bit uh, worse for wear, old from day yesterday. But before that, uh, we'll, we'll cover off quickly the, the game against Sparta. Sorry, Slavia Prague on Thursday night. So before we do discuss the actual game itself, it'd be remiss if there's no to, no to talk about the unsavoury incidents at the end of the game involving Cadella and Glenn Kamara. Uh, Glenn Kamara came in and says he was racially abused by Cadella at the end of the game and uh, Rangers are backing him fully. Um, I, re- I really don't know what, what you can say uh, with this game. It's it shouldn't be in the game at all. It shouldn't be in fucking society at all. It's it's one of the the poisonous elements of the human race. I'm afraid. But what's probably surprised me even more so is the way Prague of they've no double down. They've quadrupled down, um, and defending Cadella like that's really caught me off guard. 
Yeah, it's the way they've done it. It's the language they've used. It's the just ultimate denial. And it's clear to anybody watching it that there's something happened. He's been racially abused. It's um, They've got a witness there and uh, Zungu. He's, you know, a yard from it, so he's heard that. The reaction tells you everything you need to know. How anybody can how anybody can deny that? I've no idea. It doesn't make sense. I think the whole I think we've all said that there's been enough commentary on it, but it is absolutely abhorrent. Yeah, it's there's no place in it as you say, but <clears throat> it seems to be that there is this. Um, it still exists within Europe, and it's. It's tolerated. It's tolerated, and it's um, it's allowed to happen. It's really proud of the way the Rangers dealt with it. Really, really proud of the way they dealt with it. Stood up to it. They've um, came out very strongly. I liked the, the initial reaction by Goldson. I thought that was fantastic the way he dealt with it. He went first of all to find out the facts. Found out for. Kamara, exactly what had been said, and then chased after the boy and wanted to bar trees. He done. And then he said a stronger word there. He really wanted to bar trees. He done. And he, he said as much after the game. He said he wanted to hurt people. And and rightly so. It's, it's hard for us. You know, we're three white guys that have never been racially abused, but it, it is difficult for us to put ourselves in that position. But I think it's been clear from a lot of these interviews. And it shouldn't need it shouldn't need um, highlighted or reiterated, but it, it is deeply hurting to these people who are who are racially abused, and it really is a shame. It really is a um, yeah, it's a real shame that it exists in society at all. But on the football pitch and how the boy thinks he can get away with it just by covering his mouth like that. But as I said, really proud of the way the club dealt with it. Um, and good to see Goldson mentioned that. And he's, uh, I think, the day after he had a, an interview, a uh, press conference, and he was really grateful for the support that he received for Ross Wilson, for the chairman. Everybody was doing that touchline and backed the players to the help. I liked how they were waiting in the waiting in the tunnel for them. Um, that might raise a few eyebrows, but I actually like the fact that they were willing to confront them. They waited outside the dressing room and said. We want to confront you about this, and they, as racists are, cowardly shout out it and stayed in their dressing room and didn't even, didn't even want to come anywhere near us. A horrible, horrible um, way to end the game, but a lot of pride can be taken in the way they just dealt with it. No, and it is, uh, I don't want to then play it and say that we're taking positives from it, but if you were to take a positive, a positive positive element from it. It's the the whole the whole spirit of the club have absolutely gathered around like I was about to say one player, but no, it was came out of as well, got in social media afterwards and that's you know, Stephen Gerrard is like us, he'll never know what it's like to be racially abused. He's never been a minority. Most um, most of the background um, staff at Rangers and including the chairman stuff, they'll never know what it what it's like. They can't they can't understand that, they can't empathise with it, but what they have done is absolutely backed Kamara and Roof to the hills and it was great to see. Scott the the balls in UEFA's court, um the cynic in me 
as as saying that I, I don't see too much happening off the back of this. Um, I think UEFA as a as an institution just go to suit themselves and it's a path of least resistance and I, I can't see like I, I'm a being too negative here. I, I don't think I don't think too much will come of this and it'll show the absolute hypocrisy that they are they're saying no to racism campaigns um, will show. Yeah, I know I've, I've not got I don't have any faith in in the, as an organisation to do the correct disciplinary action, and it it should be severe. The only thing I would say is it's it's caught a lot of. I think there is a bit of pressure on them because of the amount of media coverage mm-hmm. on this, and you've seen like um, the Ferdinand brothers were like tweeting about it, and you know it's they have had backing from a lot of a lot of media outlets, which hopefully puts a bit of pressure on them to do the right thing. So yeah, we can only can only hope um, that, they, that they do. Um, I think there's enough evidence, as I say, that Graham said there's a witness, and the fact that just he was absolute coward and you know covered his mouth. It's just it, there's there's no way that Kamara, one of the calmest players in the Rangers team, like just never never you know he's always goes about his work like you know and his. In, in his career, like he's such a calm, collective individual. There's no way that he reacts like that for for no reason. So, like, yes, I, I really hope that they they, they do um, punish the player and the club. Um, whether that, I mean, I, I don't I don't know what the what a, a fair decision would be in terms of what a suspension. Are they going to get chucked out of Europe for a season or, or two? I'd, I'd like to see that. And I was very complimentary of them after the first leg. I thought they were a great outfit, but they've just, they've just uh, undone all that work because they could be a really good team. But yeah, fingers are crossed that the book gets thrown at them. No, absolutely. What you mentioned there about Kamara's reaction, the biggest thing for me during it was Zungu's reaction. Zungu's reacted straight away. Graham, as you said, he, he's a yard away, but he he didn't wait for Kamara to react. He reacted as soon as he heard it. Um, I think that's I think that was telling for me. It really was. Um, but uh, again, we can only take pride in the, how the club have reacted um, and kind of gathered around his player. And credit where credit is due, the, the majority of clubs in Scotland um, and Celtic and Dundee United included have put a statement saying that they're they're back in uh, Rangers and there's no place for this in the game. So here's hoping that UEFA do the right thing. Um, there is no easy way to say, segue onto the football um, from that topic, but I just will. Um, so the Rangers lined up, obviously, from the the first leg, it was a one-each draw in Prague. And they lined up uh, McGregor, Golson, Balogun, Barisic, Patterson as the back five. Davis, Kamara, Arfield, Aribo, Morelos and Kent. So Graham, I'll come to you first. I thought the first half was kind of going the way the first leg went, where Rangers started quite slow, I thought, and Tana Wiley really find their feet, and by the time they did, they were already a goal down. Well, I slightly disagree in the sense that the first two minutes, I thought we came right out of the traps and we attacked them. I think Kent was um, had a couple of really quick attacks, so... I think we set or stole it right from the start to say, all right, we're going to attack this game. Um, but yeah, that that was only a two minute two minute um, bust. After that, yeah, we certainly we certainly slowed the pace down. 
and they dominated it. They just uh, passed the ball about so well um, and showed their class because they're a class team. They're a really good football team. Uh, and we were struggling to get anywhere near them. And when we did get possession, it was in deep in our own half and we just weren't retaining possession at all. We weren't. We weren't keeping it. We weren't, the defence was, uh, sorry, the forwards were too far away from the midfield. So we weren't being able to link up and, and retain possession. Uh, really difficult. <clears throat> and a lot of that goes down to them as well. Prague were just swarming us. They just continually pressed us and didn't give us a minute. So, yeah, difficult difficult start for us, I think. Um, but that is down to Prague and the way they played. Scott, I thought the I thought the first half uh, Prague were trying to go down the right hand side again, probably similar to what they were doing the first leg, and I think they were getting a bit of joy. They were getting a few cross balls in, and eventually that's where their, their goals came from. Um, I don't know. I, I don't want to keep on going over this point. We've said time and time again, oh, if Jackson there's a bit more protection, but I think your fullbacks just need to stand up and be counted at some point. It's hard for him. He's a 19 year old boy and they're focusing it down the one way. It needs more support. Whether that be, I can't imagine it wasn't talked about. Like that, he might be, he might be getting targeted, which is the well within the right to do. But we just need more protection over there. We've obviously Goldson beside him, who's had you no know, arguably a player of the season, and we should have had Arfield over there, given a bit of cover as well. We knew from the first leg that. They targeted that area and they did get some success out of it, despite Patterson having a good a good game. So, yeah, they do need to stand up, be counted. But I thought, I mean, I wouldn't say Patterson had a shocker or anything. I just think they were just technically a very very good team, and we just had a, maybe a bit more we had to have a bit more legs and backup for for that area of the pitch. Graham. Um... Balogun got quite a lot of stick um, the last, well, the la- last few days really. Um, I think he did have a, a poor game there on Thursday night against Prague. Obviously, he ended up getting sent off, but I, I'm not quite, I, I don't, I don't really get um, the outcry. I think he's been decent all season, but there's been a lot, of, lot of fans really kind of flying his name to the to the mud. But it was shaky. Um, I think I, I would have been looking for him to come off maybe half time, 50 odd minutes. It's easier for me to say this with hindsight, but I don't know if he started to finish, he, he just looked off the boil, didn't he? Yeah, his first touch was now there. He's, he's sending off all he's on doing. His first yellow card, I don't think he needs to make it. I know he's trying to break up play, but there's enough people chasing back there to to um, to cover him. Um, and the tackle was made in the halfway line, so. I don't think he needs to make that. And then his second tackle is a second touch because he just he, he miscontrols it badly. So, yeah, it's his own doing. But <clears throat> Balogun's been fine. Balogun's been absolutely fine. And that's why we went into the game with confidence with him starting. You could have argued maybe Hollander had a great game in the first, um, the first leg, so he should deserve to stay. But it was a toss-up between the two because... I did think Kalanda get caught out for pace in the first leg, maybe once or twice, and that might have been in the coach's thinking that um, we maybe need Balogun's pace to deal with that. So, yeah, it was a bad game, but it, it, it wasn't the only one that had a bad game. I think there was a few people who were, were a wee bit off the boil. 
No, definitely. I don't think I feel did a great game either, Scott. I know you were an advocate of him being in the midfield three for this game, and this isn't a get it up here, but no, it's. Um, I was actually quite surprised. He, he, he just he didn't. He, he looked as if he was just coming back for injury. Do you get me? Aye, aye. I, I said I thought he would start because of the energy, but I, I, again, I don't think his touch was all there and didn't take enough risks or anything, so. Didn't have the best game in his career, and you know it's you know we we're singing his praises, but the injury just came. Well, it's never a good time to be injured, but he was in such good form, and he just needs to try and get a bit of confidence back. It looked like somebody that hadn't played for like a few. I know he's made a few cameos and things like that, but he looked like somebody who hadn't been playing regularly. I think him and Balogun looked a bit, you know, as if they the, the they were coming in as if they'd not played for a bit and I'm maybe a bit nervous my issue with Arfield and I don't know if he's been like this all through his career but he takes a long time to get up to match sharpness he's obviously got to be a fit guy like he's a professional football player but I think we found that last season as well when he wasn't quite uh, he'd taken a long time to get back in the team um, he, he needs minutes um, like quite regular, regularly to get to his level and it's quite worrying that the, the amount of time it takes him to get to that level it is, aye, but I, f- I think when you get him, when he does play them and it's like you see his, his true quality and you know, before his injury like, he had to be in that he had to be in that team. We were dropping Jack, we were dropping um we were dropping Kamara for him, like he was starting every game, so I don't know, he's getting on a bit as well. I think he's maybe thirty three or something, yeah. so yeah, um, he's he's just one of the players. I think he needs to play every week just to 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 get up to standard. Yeah. Last thing we'll cover off with uh, the game. Um, obviously, their second goal was excellent, uh, brilliant free kick. But the Kmar was sending off Graham. There's no malice intended here, but I thought it was really silly to go for that. Yeah, go it. Went for what he said. Um, Kind of cowardly, maybe. Maybe a bit of a coward's challenge. But at the same time, I don't think he knows to get the, the goal he's coming out. I don't know. It's hard to know exactly what was going through his head when he done it because he must have known he was racing out. Otherwise, he wouldn't have went up the way he did. He would have maybe just um, waited for it to bounce or something because... Um, listen, I don't think he's tried to kick him. That's definitely not what's happened. He's no went to kick him in the face. He's no tried to kick him at all. He's just went for the ball and he's just went for it in a silly way. He shouldn't have went for it the way he did. It's bad technique, put it down to that if you like, but I definitely don't think there's any intent to injure there. Um, the only wish is go for it with your head and he'll clatter you. And then, because he was running it at full pace as well, which was obviously added to the injury, but. Um, yeah, that was a frustration. Just go and attack that with your head or go and shield it even, you know, just get in front of it and turn your back on the goalkeeper and they'll come right through the back of you. But um yeah, a bad a bad um in real time I didn't think it was a sending off. So uh, you know, that's maybe bad, I don't know, maybe that's a bad assessment, but in real time I thought, Oh no, he's fine, he's just going for the ball, but then when you look back it's it's really dangerous play and when you look at the replay, there's there's no there's no um, there's no denying it's a red card, and I don't think he had too many complaints. Despite I'm sort of throwing his hands up or whatever, but no, definitely red card. 
And I think that was that was the point I knew that it wasn't going to be all night. Even when it was one 0 um up until you always fancy a Rangers team maybe come back uh, with this Rangers team to show a bit of character. But I think that's when we knew it wasn't going to be all night. Second sending half goes and the goal goes in. It definitely wasn't going to be. But you know we've we've covered what we what to speak about with the ending of the game. But in terms of football and centre. I don't think there's any complaints, but we'll beat off a better team on the night. Um, I think that's fair. Yeah. Team that's not better than us, however, Celtic. That's um let's move swiftly on. They are shite. That's uh, um we will go through the game in a bit of detail, but i I'm really loving that they gave the absolute all yesterday. They that was that was probably their level. That that's what they can peak at and they still only manage at all. Scott Rangers set up Alan McGregor in goals, a back four of Balogun at right back, Golson, Hollander and Barisic, Davis, Kamara, Aribo, Haji, Ken and Morelos. So first of all, I don't know, we were speaking about this before the game, Balogun in a right back instead of Patterson, Patterson was carrying a knock. This always frustrates me, surely, am I missing something? If they're fit enough to be in the bench, surely they're fit enough to start, am I being too naive? I don't know, it's, there's a difference between playing 90 minutes and coming on if you, if you need to, um, I feel. So I, I think you can be fit enough for the bench. I think if you if you do have a knock, maybe, you know, you don't want to overdo it and play, you know, if you're on the bench, you're, you're probably looking at maybe 45 to 30 minutes playing, which is a, a difference of playing 90 minutes, obviously. So... Yeah, I, I think, well, obviously we didn't have many options for the right-back position if Patterson wasn't fully fit to, to start the game. But, uh, you know, what Gerald said after the game, about, you know, it's a threat of set-pieces and we know Celtic are really vulnerable. Um, well, as you can see from our goal, from, from set-pieces and, and corners. So it gave us another option there, which, you know, obviously set up Morelos um, Balogun. So... Yeah, it was um, it was probably a, a good call, and I thought I thought he'd done all right yesterday, Balogun. Uh, it, again, it was a shaky performance, and it was a sending off. But I thought he was I thought it was fine yesterday, and I mean I wouldn't want that going forward as my my first choice right back, you know. But it's, at least it's an option out there to have. I think he has to do better as a goal girl, um, and the, I think my my criticism of Balogun on Thursday night was he he looked off the boil. Um, because he was, like, I, I thought, my thinking was, he's struggling to recover from a few poor passes, a few bad touches early on in the game. So when this, when he didn't close his man down quick enough, I thought he was going to have a shocker. Um, but he's, I don't know how you think he done. Nah, I wasn't impressed with his performance. To be fair, I thought they targeted him. They put Edward to the left quite a bit. And everything they'd done in the first, certainly in the first half, anyway, was going to do on the left hand side. So they made a, they made a conscious decision to to go after him, and I don't think he did stand up to it well. He wasn't getting much support um, from the midfield, so he was isolated at times. Um, I know Goldson out to help a couple of times, but um, yeah, I wasn't impressed with his performance. To be fair, um, he's out of position. He has got a position, so it can't be easy to do that. It's not easy to go to right back and, and try and play that role when you're a central defender. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. But yeah, Celtic, that was a weird game for me. I thought it was so slow. I mean, you're saying there, Parson could have... Parson could have easily played 90 minutes going at that pace. It was like walking football at times. There was times when we actually were walking with the ball... Passing, walking, passing. It was so strange. Um, I don't know if we did that deliberately and just tried to take the kelp, take the pace of the game, or or what the thinking was there. But it was just quite an odd. Yeah, it was an odd, um, an odd pace to the game, which we're just no used to. There was no flashpoint tackles that I can think of. There was no big slide tackles, or there was no. Crunchers that you look forward to. There was nothing like that at all. It was just um, pedestrian the full game. I thought the more the game went on, Rangers started to dominate more of it. And I don't know if that was maybe their thinking, just try and take the sting out of Celtic every, like every, wait every turn of play, try and take the sting out of the speed of it. Because you seen towards the end, Celtic were fucked. I mean, they are nowhere near as fit as that Rangers team. Rangers are a very fit team, but you know, like. 60, 70 minutes they really started to tire um, Scott you you covered um, you mentioned Morelos goal there um, it's good to see him finally get it even though you know, we've all joked about even if it's um, a goal off the back of his arse he doesn't know what's happening um, it's it's getting held as a tap in but he has to have some really good instincts to, to get this goal didn't he ah, striker's goal striker's goal um, he followed it in don't think it was, it was particularly going in and yeah, just a, a classic striker's goal, I'd say, but ah, he, he needed it, didn't he? Um, you know, it'll just, I think that will just do his confidence when, you know, we hope we can hold on to him and, you know, obviously over the summer and things like that, but that goal just... He's, he's done well against Celtic, I feel like. He's never... It's not as if he's had a poor performance or anything, but like, if he can add goals to the old firm... Will just be a massive, massive difference for him. They can, they can tick that off his, tick that off the box as well. And the Celtic does are running out of pattern now. I mean, they started with ten in a row. Then oh, it's your first title, or no one will. Then all they were clutching on it was Morelos and his shoulder against Celtic. It's they're having a terrible time here. Uh, Graham, I thought Alan McGregor deserved a bit of praise in the first half, um, especially the I think it might be Edward. He has a. Um, he has a it's kind of goal mess where the ball goes through his legs and he runs and catches it. Uh, but I don't really agree with the calls for him to be the Rangers man of the match. I thought Ryan Kent uh, was our best player. 
he was he was always an outlet. He was an outball, and his work rate was phenomenal. Um, I, I thought he played really well yesterday, Kent. I take the words out of my mouth, Colin. He was my man of the match as well, for those reasons. The work rate was incredible. Just closing down, give me the ball, and I'll, I'll do something with it. He was always wanting it, always closing down, and that's what we like to see for him. It's you, you know you're going to get that for Kent. He's just. Um, I seen Scott Wright come on, and I think he's got the same attitude. Close down, just work hard. That's obviously what um, the manager and the coaching staff are looking for: is just run all day, just loads of energy, loads of effort, and you'll do well. So, yeah, for me as well, man of the match. That shot that he hit came with the left foot uh, volley. That was incredible. I, I, I had visions of that going in, and it was right. It was a breakaway as well. I think they had. It might have been from that one you just mentioned that went through. McGregor's legs and then he pounced on it and then it was just a quick breakaway up the pitch um, and that ball just came over his right shoulder I really did think it was going to go top in I thought it was oh, I just had visions of it getting into the back of the net and it would have been the greatest ever old firm goal I think it was absolutely incredible but aye he was my man of the match too Yeah right right about Scott right I thought he had a yeah he did have a really good game uh, for the 23 minutes um, I'd where Gerard said in his post-match interview that he's only started using the squad, getting people more minutes and stuff. And obviously our next game's in a couple weeks' time against Cove Rangers. He'll, I think we will see him starting the next maybe even two games. I hope so. I hope so. It'd be good to see him get the right. He certainly deserves it. He's done nothing wrong since he's come on. Um, he could have played roofing. He had a wee plaster into roof yesterday. And he just put a wee bit too much on it. If he had I just took a wee bit less off it, because he was, it was actually funny. He, he skinned uh, Brown in the midfield, and then he ran past the referee, and the referee body checked Brown, and Brown was going nuts. It's like, but <laughs> it was fantastic the way he just uh, took off, attacked the back four, and as I say, if that final pass went into the roof, it would have been a, been a nice wee layoff. But he just put a wee bit too much on the pass. But uh, yeah. It's encouraging signs for him. A really good start, and he certainly deserves a, a start and in a, at least a ninety minutes. Maybe not. Well, hopefully against Cove Rangers, but also against um, another Premier League team as well. I think. Scott just mentioned uh, came out roof there. I thought he should have been a bit sharper for the. This would have been a goal that would have summed up Celtic season. Scott being trying to clear the ball, hits it off the defender in front of him, and it just. Luckily for Celtic, it falls back to Scott Bain, but I thought uh, Ruth should have been a bit sharper, but can you imagine if that was the winning goal oh, for this? Brilliant, I know. I know. One of the ones, isn't it? Could go anywhere, could, yeah. could go back in it. You can't really fault them. For, you know, I know you're saying about sharper, but at the end of the day, if it just cannons off you, it could go anywhere, it could back in it, over the bar, whatever it is, but aye, it, was, it was unlucky. Last thing we'll touch on with the Celtic game, um, the odds and Edward um, go book for simulation quite early on. I think that was maybe the first. Uh, it was the first thirty minutes, twenty seven minutes in, and what we call him. Um, I think rightly so. Give him the booking for diving. I don't think Barisic touches him, but he goes down later on. Uh, I think it's Hellander he's running past and. No penalty given. Do you think these were the, the right calls? Do you think Sally deserved a penalty yesterday? I don't, I don't know. I, I, uh, the first one, I think, 
wasn't apparently. I think he's made a meal of it. He's, he's, to be fair, he's he's trying to get the way, and he doesn't want to get taken. But like when you're in that position, I don't know why he is going to ground if he can stay in his feet. And it's a, you know, he's what is it, eight yards out or something? It's a, it's a goal. Um, so I I would, <laughs> I I think it is. I think it's a, fair enough. I think it's a it's a booking for for diving that one anyway. Aye, that was definitely a simulation. I think, I think the way you see his, his foot come off the ground uh, with that one in the right-hand side, and, um, but we'll get ground for verification. You and I have just tried to test ourselves with a referee knowledge, but you can see these, the, it's no bad, it's just crapped him. He's went down. Um, I think, um, I don't want to put words in Graham's mouth, but I'm sure we'll agree the first one's definitely not a booking. Graham, what's your, no, sorry, the first one's definitely not a penalty. I find the second one, Graham, is a bit more... I don't know, it's a bit harder because there is contact made and I think what's what's getting me is outside the box I can see that given as a foul. No. No? No, it's definitely not. He should have been booked for the second one as well and what they call him shattered. He's absolutely shattered. The first one, I don't even know why it's a debate. I don't even know why this is... <laughs> I really don't. I can't understand why there's a why there was a debate about it. I don't know if it's because Martin O'Neill and Andy Walker was on the commentary that it, this became a thing. I don't know. I just beggars belief why this is not a... And he should be getting hounded for it. It's a blatant dive. I, I just cannot believe that a debate's arose for this because, um, yeah, he should have been booked. He got booked, and rightly so. There was, there was no debate for me. The second one, again... I don't see any contact. I don't see what, what the contact is there. And he's went down looking for a penalty. So, what, you get what? looking for a penalty, then you're, you're trying to con the referee. He's trying to con the referee. He's no gave it. So, he's no gave, the, he's no gave the foul. So, he must be booking him. In my view, anyway, that's it's ridiculous that he's no sent half. So what I mean with I can see that given outside the box, I think you see it, t- I, I, I don't think it's a penalty either, but I, I think you see it time and time again where players are, so Edwards kind of ran into Hillander and then went down, but I think you see that in, on the halfway line, I think you see that to that foul given to Edward. So I don't know if this was maybe, if, if I was maybe missing something or maybe, um, maybe I'm just um, starting to be, Getting used to uh, shy refereeing and taking it as a norm, but I call him shot himself then. For I think so, yeah, definitely. It's, I know what you're saying that you know if it was anywhere else in the pitch, but if you're going to apply the laws consistently, if it's anywhere else in the pitch, you should be booking them for diving, whether it's a halfway line or in the box or whatever. It's it's a dive in my opinion. That's my interpretation of it. Anyway, it was a blatant dive, and it should have been setting jello for it. Oh well, getting the first yellow was always uh, a bit of a bonus. We will, well, well, call him. I think, um, I think that was more than what we usually do for him. Absolutely, and it surprises me that you know he gave the yellow. I think he could have easily have known the way he is. He could easily have just waved on play and let McGregor pick it up, and that would have been the end of it. But um, I was really surprised that he managed to book him because, as I say, because of the way he is. But it was the right decision. It just. Shame that he couldn't follow that through into a second decision. Didn't have a, the boys to do it. Uh, well, baby steps to make get there eventually. Oh uh, <laughs> um, no, I think it's a fair result. Uh, a draw on the day. Any arguments for that? 
Um, no, I don't know. Maybe the first half, I thought they were probably the better team. And then the second half, I think we were the better team. Uh, I think we had more chances in the second half. And I think we could have won it, actually. I think both um, managers said, did say that it was there for the taking for whoever wanted it. And nobody seemed to want it. Nobody seemed to want to go and commit that. For whatever reason, I don't know why, because we had it in our grasp that we could easily um, put that one to bed. But no, you'll take it. We're away from home, and yeah, you'll take the point. Probably. Yeah. All in all, you know, old cliche of game of two halves, probably right, the right result. Nah, it's not very often that you'll uh, complain about a draw away to Parkhead um, and the un- unbeaten run, uh, undefeated run. And the league was still intact, so on all a good day for us. Um, last bit of news we'll cover off um, came out for the weekend. Scott, uh, Steve Davis has signed a one year contract extension. I know we've been speaking all the way throughout the season what's going to happen with the likes of Defoe, McGregor, Davis. Um, the last couple of weeks, uh, the media talk has been around Davis and McGregor getting a one year contract, but I think with how he's playing this season, it's I'm, I'm delighted personally that he's going to be here next season playing football. Definitely, yeah, it's um, great news. Um, been, I mean, you could put an argument forward for him for being the, the player of the year as well. He's had, he's had a, a terrific season. He's you can tell by the amount of games he's playing that you know we've not got MD who could do that role just now. And I think uh, who was it? It's was it. Chris Boyd or something that said that if he had to replace Sal McGregor, he'd probably need to spend thirty, forty million pounds. Like it's just not going to come about. Someday, like to replace Stephen Davis, it's going to take a lot of money um, for what he does for the team. I hope our wise are with him next year as well. Um, I hope we can take him out big games. Just use him. Just use him for Celtic games. That'd be ideal, probably, <laughs> just to get uh, the get the uh, get some some. Um, so we're not too heavy reliant on him, but I've just a, an absolute class character. What a professional! Um, I think it was Ross Wilson just saying it's like his, um, everything about him is just utter class, and it's the sort of people we want around the, the football club. So I was absolutely delighted when I when I seen it. On his interview the other night um, after Prague, I did say that he just he looks if he'd be the soundest uncle ever, wouldn't he? <laughs> like he's just um, a very like. I don't know, very nice, warm, like gentleman, absolute yeah. gentleman, um, on and off the pitch. Um, but no, I'm, I'm delighted to see him, uh, to see him here. Graham, just uh, what I mentioned there about um, Davis potentially being a shout for player of the year when Chris Boyd was saying, "Who interest? Who would your player of the year be if you were announcing it now? Put you in the spot." Tav, Tav for me, just for the amount of the contribution he's had, the. The play, um, the, the, he dictates the play. I think we've noticed that since he's been gone now, that he actually contributes so much going forward and, and dictates what the style of play that we have. Um, Parsons has been able to replicate it to a certain degree, but it's not the same. Um, and I think we've certainly we've certainly missed him. But the amount of assists he's got, the amount of goals he's got, I know I don't count the penalties as goals, but even even all those are all um, crack numbers that he's got. So yeah, for me, Tav would be the Tav would be the player of the year, captain of the club in such a uh, monumental season. So yeah, all for me is Tav. 
And just interesting that you would consider um, Stephen Davis your uncle. I would consider him like a wee brother, but that shows the age gap here. That's a podcast for all ages. Uh, I'd be I'd be Tavin here as well. I think um, I think the main four candidates are McGregor, Goldson, uh, Davis, and Tavernier. And I think I, I wouldn't be disappointed with any of them being player of the year. But I think that I think well, uh, every one of the players maybe had games or moments where they really went above and beyond and exceptional. I think for maybe a runner like eight nine games, Tav was exceptional. And then when he dropped down, he, he still dropped down to a, a very high standard. And I think that's uh, the difference for me. Scott, I know you've got a different opinion to Tav. I mean, I wouldn't be unhappy. I think everything you're saying is spot on. You've almost made me change my mind there. <laughs> on just doing that. But um, I think Goldson's just been terrific. And, you know, he's, he's played every minute of this, this season, has it? He's, yeah. he's played every European game. He's just been unbelievable. I think he's stepped up as well with being, with being captain. He's um, taken on more responsibility. So, uh, he's been terrific. I would... Wouldn't be unhappy with Tab, but I'd go Golson. I think he's been tremendous. I think what it shows is that the top three will be Rangers players. It'd be a kind of shame if it's no top three Rangers players. Nobody else in the league comes close as far as I can see. Nobody's performed consistently over thirty odd games to even get a to get a mention. I, I really can't think of anybody that's maybe Scott Wright. <laughs> but no, there's nobody that's came close, you know, there's nobody that's um Neither that it's performed to the level that we have, so it'll be, um, it'll be a shock if it's not a one, two, three for Rangers. No, and that's absolutely should be. Um, the only farcical opinion I can maybe see people jumping on is the boy Turnbull for Celtic, but as much as he's been okay at times, he's been nowhere near to the level where we... No, we're talking about our top four players there. He's not even been at the level of the likes of Kamara or Jack when he's been playing. Um, so you're right, Graham. It should absolutely be a, um, a not a whitewash, a boywash, if you like. He stood it in a team that's awful, though. He's he's had the opportunity to stand out. He wasn't getting the game at the start of the season, if you remember. So he came into the team because their midfield wasn't doing its job. So. And even when he's come in, as I say, he's done all right, but he's not, you know, he's not been scoring goals. He's not been setting goals up. He's he's stood out because they've been awful. So, no, I'm not, I'm not having that either. No, that's right. I'm not having that either. No, I know what you're saying. You're saying it's a, if anybody wanted to throw in a controversial decision or a, a challenge to it, that's maybe one that you could throw in, but he's no close, is he? So, rounding off the show as always, Twitter part of the week. Scott, what have you got for the listeners this week? Uh, well, just uh, it was Kerry Dale Meltdown, and it was uh, our unique angle camera. I got a great view of the opening goal from yesterday's Glasgow Derby, and then they quoted it saying, as a unique cause we scored. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think mine's uh, eventually got picked up for. Um, Kerry Dale Meldon as well, but it was actually Ronan O'Donnell who tweeted this. Ronan, um, if you're listening, I'm sure there's a few times Tim's listening to us. Uh, he tweeted, important message of a call to arms. Then there's two emojis, there's the 4 and the Ivory Coast bag. 
All teams need to get down to Celtic Park with the ladders to rip down the butcher's aprons the Huns have stuck up in paradise. <laughs> On my way now, so meet me with your ladder. Then in capitals, the scum are taking over our city, boys. We need to fight back. And there's a picture with him with his ladders. <laughs> he then replied to his own tweet. <laughs> Couldn't get on the bus with my ladder, driving wouldn't let me. Hope he's get all the flags doing, boys. Hail, hail. <laughs> <laughs> Graham, what have you got? Um, Dominic Diamond. Don't know if you know who that is. He just used to be the games master in the 90s, done computer game programme. Um, and he sort of rivals Michael Stewart for idiocy. But he was saying, um, Celtic, Celtic's game for the taking today. But congratulations to Alfredo Morelos, for drawing level in the Glasgow Derby, goal-scoring record books with Johnny Hayes. And then somebody's come back and said, um, ah, that's that's right, he has just recalled that. He's also just outscored the full Celtic squad for the season. <laughs> but, yeah, just highlight the idiocy of that boy, but he really does rival Michael Stewart and Russell, field politician, what's his name? Tommy Sheridan. Disaster, aye, Tommy Sheridan. It's a disaster. He's up there with him, isn't he? Well, he's very quiet, isn't he? We've not heard from him for a while. I don't know, maybe he's just not popped up in my timeline, but he's, he's kind of went quiet. Uh, and hopefully that continues, uh, not even be Tommy Sheridan, in all honesty. But no, um, well, all that's left to do is thank two guests. First of all, Graham Curry. Thanks, Colin. Thanks, Scott. Champions. <laughs> Scott, um, thanks for joining us and I'm sure you can get back to your bed now. Nah, cheers lads, enjoy that. And thank you to everyone who was listening. Take care. Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rose, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.